and welcome to Labors in the Harvest with Kevin Folger. This podcast is a weekly conversation about the gospel and the work that God is doing through those who labor for him. Kevin Folger, your host, is a man with over four decades of ministry experience. For 41 years, he served on the pastoral staff of Cleveland Baptist Church in Cleveland, Ohio. He currently serves as a North America Director of Spiritual Leadership Asia, a ministry that assists those endeavoring to preach the gospel and plant Baptist churches in the 1040 window with a particular focus on Asia. Now here's Kevin with this week's Labors in the Harvest podcast. back to Labors in the Harvest podcast. This is Kevin Folger, your host. And today we conclude the third part of our conversation uh, with Dr. Raymond Barber about his life and ministry. I have been absolutely thrilled about the opportunity to have this conversation with Dr. Barber and to be able to share it with you. So I hope that you've enjoyed it. And again, I want you to sit back and take a few moments and just relax and listen as Dr. Barber relates to us about his life and ministry. It's been a blessing, and I hope it'll be an encouragement to you today. God bless, and enjoy today's podcast. Well, welcome back to Labors in the Harvest. This is Kevin Folger, and I'm glad that you've joined us today. And my guest uh, continues to be this week in the third part of our conversation with Dr. Raymond Barber, who uh, God has uh, 70 years allowed to be a preacher of the Word of God. Dr. Barber, thanks for being back with us again this week as we conclude our conversation, as we've talked about your life in ministry. It's a blessing to have you with us. Thank you. It's a joy to be with you and share these things. Yeah. I love it. And I just praise God for you uh, <laughs> for taking the uh, time and energy to put yourself into the ministry yeah, to share, right. get people's ideas and convictions and share them with many people, probably in various parts of the world. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think I mentioned this to you, but um, I, this, uh, this week, as I'm recording our podcast with you this week, uh, you know, my podcast comes out every Tuesday. So I visited with Larry Clayton. Brother Clayton is uh, working on 87 years of age and, of course, been an uh, a, uh, evangelist out of Cleveland Baptist Church since 1963. So I caught up with him and we had a conversation. Yesterday, I spent some time with Dr. Charles Keene. And uh, so Dr. Keene, of course, is in his 80s, 81, I believe he told me. And so I'm, I'm thankful for you men who are, you know, a little bit further along in life than I am, uh, you know, a couple, uh, 20 years ahead of me. And uh, just to hear the wisdom that God has given to you and the blessing that uh, I think that is to younger men, hopefully some younger men will pay attention to these conversations and learn and glean from them for sure. So, well, let's continue on. We talked about uh, last week, we finished up talking about your desire and your love for memorizing scripture. And uh, Dr. Barbara, I don't know how many times I've heard you preach, but you are an amazing pulpiteer. Um, God has gifted you with uh, communication. And uh, I believe that um, folks that listen to you preach can, can, can walk away with, with something. So in, in the years of, of obviously uh, preaching and, and uh, you know, standing before people, uh, wh- what do you think the uh, key is for a young man who says, okay, I, I want to be a preacher of God's word? I think you talked about you know, uh, you know, letting the Bible speak for itself. But what were some of the things that God used in your life to develop you as a preacher? Well, the environment in which I grew up, of course, mm-hmm. with my dad being a preacher, a pioneer in Virginia, Carolina areas, uh, 
that and then the, the relationship with some great men uh, in our home, like Dr. Mordecai F. Ham, mm. J. Harold Smith, Dr. Norris, Harold uh, Seitler, great men that did a work for God. Mm. They all influenced my life. And I looked at them and felt if God wants to use me, here I am. These men influenced my life greatly. And I'm so glad that I had the opportunity of growing up in a Christian home with a Christian uh, a preacher daddy that I learned so much from the style of preaching. And a lot of people will say to me, well, where did you get your style of preaching? Well, basically came from my dad. I was born with it, mm -hmm. so to speak, and, and brought up under his ministry and Norris's ministry. And we don't like to and try to mimic anybody, but some of these things rub off on us yes, sir. as we're exposed to them. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's true. And I mean, that's one of the reasons the, the Bible talks about in 2 Timothy 2, 2, you know, that faithful men teach others, you know, and right. so we, we do glean from the folks that, that impact Absolutely. us. No question you about know, it. Norris, going back now beyond 70 years, when I was a student in the 70-year range, Norris gave us five things that's never left me, that he said, these young men, these things will help you govern and guard your ministry. And number one was, don't be ashamed to humble yourself. All hell cannot touch a contrite spirit. Mm. Number two, he said, dig deeply in the scriptures. Number three, he said, when trouble comes, stand your ground, don't run. It's better to go down swinging. Number four, laugh at your critics. Number five, live in eternity and not in time. And I can promise you that that's been a great help to me as I've gone through different experiences. I always think about these things. So, so getting the advice and, and counsel from a man like J. Frank Norris goes a long way if you yeah. pay attention and listen to what a man yeah. says. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, we talked uh, in our last, uh, you know, segment, we talked about the, um, the, the church there, the Worth Baptist Church, and like you shared with us at that point that the church had just the past Sunday that we're doing this interview, uh, celebrates 67 years, it's had four pastors in the 67 years. So um, you helped when you, um, you know, coming to that point of turning the pulpit over, you helped the church finding your successor, right, Dr. Willie Weaver? I did. Yes, sir. I, I uh... I educated the church, number one, about the transition that would be coming. Mm -hmm. That when I resign and step down, I would no longer be their pastor. Mm -hmm. They will have a new pastor. And so we sought out, my men asked me to, to select at least three men that they could talk to and that they put them before the church for questions and answers. And so I did. And Brother Weaver was the one that the men felt would be the man for the position. And so they recommended, I recommend to them, they recommended to the church that we call him. And it's been a trans, it's been a, a, a textbook transition. I mean, just from A to Z, everything. Yes, yeah. Well, when Brother Weaver was retired and, and called Brother Gillett, it's been the same thing. Mm -hmm. And Brother, Brother Weaver, honored me. I preached four or five times every year under his 
uh, pastorate. I preached five or six times under Brother Gillett's pastorate. And Brother Gillett is not intimidated at all by having two old codgers, as I call us, sitting out there in front of him, retired right. pastors. Right. It doesn't, doesn't intimidate him at all. We've all worked together. We, we've shared with each other. We, we love each other. Everything's worked out great. Well, it, it can't be understated that obviously no two pastors are exactly alike. And so, you know, I'm sure there was some differences between your, your, your ministry and, and Dr. Weavers. And there's been some between you know, your ministry, Dr. Weavers and, and Brother Gillett's now. Yeah. So I want young men listening to realize that they don't have to be just like the person that went before them. You know, That's I, right. I I couldn't be more different in personality than Roy Thompson was, you know. Hey, nobody could yeah, be like yeah, Roy yeah. Thompson. Yes, sir. So, you know, for 37 years, founding pastor of the church. And, you know, I read all the books that, you know, you follow a long-term pastor like that. You know, you're the sacrificial lamb that comes behind a guy like that. And so almost didn't take the church. But, you know, God, God was, you know, saying, no, you need to do it. And it was a great run. It was 24 years of, you know, my pastorate. I, of course, five years working with him as a co-pastor. And then, of course, seven, uh, 12 years before that is on the staff. So I, I had a long-term history. Yeah. I, I want people to know that, you know, you can be different and, you know, you can have Absolutely. different strengths. And But the, the idea of having strong succession in the church cannot be overstated. How many churches have we seen that, you know, a long-term pastor or a man who's been God's used mightily and they step out of the way and then the church, you know, is left to kind of flounder, try to find somebody yeah. So if, if we have uh, laymen listening and they're, you know, influential in the church, I, I would encourage them, you know, if their pastor is, uh, you know, resigning or if the pastor is listening, man, just don't walk away. Help your church find a successor. Absolutely. That, that's been a bad mistake that I've known on a lot of, part of a lot of pastors. Yes, sir. They just say, well, it's yours. Mm -hmm. But those men on the board or whatever their committees, uh, I mean, they don't know. They can't feel the heart of another pastor. Right. They don't know. It's, it's not their business to keep on calling pastors. So they have to have direction. Mm -hmm. They have to have guidance. And I've seen pastors walk away and then the church just melts almost. Yes, sir. And then I've seen uh, the, get the person and the person that follows a long-term man like you did, like Brother Weaver did and others. Uh, the man that comes along behind the long-term man sometimes doesn't make it. Mm -hmm. I mean, he just, but the main point is, as you pointed out yourself, that you don't try to emulate the man that was before you and do the same kind of mission. Now, the philosophy, absolutely. Yes, sir. You have to carry on that same philosophy if you want a continuity in the church's ministry. But then you can uh, do things differently, but do things the same way. Yes, sir. Well, your your new pastor, brother Gillett, is a young young man, and I say young. He's, I think he's uh, late thirties, but uh, fine, fine young preacher, and uh, sure an appreciate him. Yeah, a wonderful pastor. Yes, sir. We love him. He loves his people, mm -hmm. and he's fit right into the pro. Of course, he was eight years on staff before he became pastor. Yes, sir. And that makes a lot of difference, as you know, mm -hmm. in your own experience. But but uh, God has blessed His ministry. It's just absolutely amazing how the Lord has blessed the church under His ministry. Yes, sir. Well, uh, you know, as we kind of wrap some things up, you know, we got perhaps a young man or young lady that's listening to this podcast, and they're thinking, well, you know, maybe God has something for me in, in the line of ministry. Maybe they're sensing a pull or 
we would call it a call from God. Um, just as we kind of wrap up today, Dr. Barbara, can you kind of just give somebody like that, that, you know, if they came and sat, sat down in your living room, what, what would you tell them as far as just words of advice from a, you know, from a, an, a man who's, again, walked the path for a, for a long time? Well, I think to set the course, where do they want to go? Where do they want God to lead them and how that uh, they want God to lead them and, and uh, stay the course. I mean, it's important that when they start out, they, they're determined to stay the course and, and be flexible, but yet be uh, in a way uh, unmovable always abounding in the work of the Lord to, to set their hearts and minds to do what God wants them to do, not what somebody else wants. Yes, sir. Not try to imitate somebody else. The moment we try to be somebody else, we'll become less than who we are. And when we become less than we are, then we've lost out. So uh, don't try to imitate somebody else. Don't try to measure your life by somebody else's life, your pastorate by somebody else's pastorate. What your success might be by the success that somebody else has had, but in reaching their potential, I say number one, discover your true self and not the imitation of another. Number two, determine what God's will is for your life and not what some well-meaning person wants for you. Number three, decide to accomplish what God wants you to do and has called you to do and not a fanciful dream of your own of what you could be or what you could do. Mm-hmm. Develop the spiritual gift to the fullest extent and never be satisfied with mediocrity. I think mediocrity in the ministry is one of the cardinal sins. Mm-hmm. And then dedicate yourself to complete the race. Never look back or think about quitting before you cross the finish line. Yes, sir. Those things in mind, I think a man can do what God wants him to do, believe what God says, go where God sends, and he'll end up victoriously. As he comes to the finish line, he'll be right where God wants him to be, having kept the faith, having stayed focused on the Bible and on Jesus, loving his people, serving God, and the end is more important the way a man ends than the way he starts. Yes, sir. I, I certainly agree with that. Uh, as we wrap up today, a final one final question. Um, I, I know uh, having pastored it for as many years and done the work of ministry, there were moments in which I'm sure that there were moments of discouragement in your life, uh, certainly moments of great victory, but maybe there's a, a preacher listening today who's greatly discouraged. You know, this COVID thing has had so many people on the ropes uh, trying to figure out how to keep moving forward and getting the crowd back. Uh, what would you say to a, to a preacher today about just, you know, plugging on and just, you know, finding his, his uh, gate again, so to speak, his stride in ministry? Well, I think the main thing is to, to remember who called him and why he was put where he is. It's not up to him. I mean, he's God's servant and he's heading up a, a congregation but he has to remember who's in control. Whatever happens, when everything around him seems out of control, these uh, viruses and unemployment and loss of job, loss of business, 
whatever seems out of control, you must remember that God is always in control. He knows the end from the beginning. He's able, he's willing, he will do what he promised he would do. So stay in the word. That's one of the best encouragements a man can have. Yes, is sir. staying in the word, finding out what God says about certain circumstances and places and people, and he'll come out on top. Well, I sure appreciate your, your friendship. Thank you for joining us for the last three uh, weeks of being on our podcast, Dr. Barber. And it's our prayer that God will continue to give you a measure of health and strength and that you and your dear wife will continue on the journey. Be wonderful if the Lord came and took us all at once, wouldn't it? I mean, that's it kind would, of... <laughs> it would, and, and we wouldn't have to put up with this dividing of the congregation yeah. in this uh, pandemic that we've been in and, yes, and all. And, and God is still, uh, as usual, me, I'll just, at the Pensacola Christian College, I believe I told you the other yes, day, mm -hmm. that uh, we had a great conference there. And I'll be in a revival in Dayton with uh, Jerry Sala. You know Jerry. Yes, sir. Yeah. In April. So God has opened doors and kept me going. And as long as I'm able to go, when you stop, you drop. Yes, sir. Well, once again, we thank you. And I want to thank our listeners for being a part of today's uh, Labors in the Harvest podcast. Hope that you all have a great week. And we'll hopefully join us again next week when we visit with someone else who's laboring for the Lord in his harvest. Hey, I want to thank you for joining us for over the last three weeks as we've had a conversation with Dr. Raymond Barber. And I hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you've listened to our, the conversation that he and I've had in regards to his life and ministry and just some wonderful quality um, tidbits that he's giving to all of us about serving the Lord, being involved as being a labor in the harvest. And again, we want to thank you for being a regular listener. If this is your first time, it's our, our joy to have you. And again, I uh, hope that you'll join us again next week as we have uh, another conversation with someone who's laboring in the harvest for the Lord. I want to encourage you to be one as well. If you're not busy in your church, we pray that you would get busy serving the Lord. Seek Him, surrender your life to Him. God will bless you. Hey, Kevin Folger, thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's podcast. If you've been helped, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Please feel free to leave us a comment and or a rating. If you'd like more information about Kevin Folger, please visit his website, kevinfolger.com. We invite you to join us next time with more conversations with Kevin and his guests as they tell their story of being laborers in the harvest. <music>